Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Alajo has it taken by Grimaldi. Grimaldi skating in on Morozic. Busts it shorthanded and scores! Rocco Grimaldi on the backhand, shorthanded. And Nashville gets on the board. Is there anybody out there? Duchesne sends it across for Gabranson. Top for Johansson. It's deflected to the side. Handled by Duchesne. It's scored. Oh, it's Davies to the side of the net. Morozic can't get to the post. And Nashville scores. Second power play of the night is they'll score right on the power play. Ryan Johansson. As you know, beats Gardner to it. Flips it through Morozic and scores. Another shorthanded goal for the Nashville Predators. It's Tanner's, you know. Gardner to the puck and then beats Morozik a 5-0 lead. the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold having a little fun on the season wrap-up as the Hurricanes drop game 56 by the score of 5 to nothing in Nashville to the Predators, the same team that the Hurricanes will face in the opening round of the postseason. So they lost game 55-3-1, lost game 56-5-0. Doesn't bode well. Doesn't matter. A lot of things to discuss tonight. Some of them good. Um, some uh, Some of them disappointing from tonight. We won't spend a ton of time on tonight because why would we? Uh, the Hurricanes clearly were not interested tonight, and I'm not saying that in a nefarious way at all. I think it was fairly evident that this was a game played to get through it. Not a game played necessarily to win, a game played simply to get through it unscathed, get to the next one, which I'm going to guess is going to be Sunday. Sunday, Raleigh, 7-ish? Uh, we will see. With all of that said, reminder that the Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, it's at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No better place to go for all of your home improvement needs. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they got it. Go online for a free no-obligation estimate at Aluminum Company. Alec Campbell will join us in a little bit. We will also go to Twitter and take your Twitter queries. Uh, So we've got a bunch of stuff uh, to get to. A a lot of questions came in early during the game. I'm going to have to scroll back through Twitter and find a bunch of them to ask uh, ask me and Alex. So uh, we'll we'll try to have some fun. Hopefully there's some goofy ones in there because I want to be goofy uh, tonight. Uh, Best thing about tonight. It does appear that the Hurricanes avoided injury. And I believe that's really what the goal was tonight. 
Uh, Carolina really was they didn't they no longer controlled their fate for number one overall seed. I talked to Rod Brindamore tonight, uh, you know, before the game today, and asked him about it. And look, it was pretty clear that it wasn't a priority for them. If it was a priority for them, they wouldn't have started the, the lineup they started. You saw the blue line. The blue line was a mess tonight. Uh, for, although, frankly, the blue line was just indicative of the game overall. If this game mattered, we could call it an embarrassing performance. And to an extent, there were some embarrassing performances. And I think some things became abundantly clear. But the game didn't matter. They weren't, they can't finish higher than first in the Central Division. They weren't going to be the overall number one seed. So, whatever. And if you do get out of the Central Division, you know, it's more than likely going to be Toronto. And whether or not you have home ice advantage for that, uh, if it's in Toronto, barely any fans, if fans, uh, if they play across the border, let's just say in Buffalo, uh, some fans but likely not a full building. So, I mean, it's just not that big a deal. It just, to me, really isn't that big a deal. Uh, The Hurricanes will stand on their merits as a team wherever these games are played. You like to have a home ice advantage if you can, but as Rod Brindamore always says, it only matters when it matters. So you can win game seven. They won game seven in Washington two years ago. Uh, they ended up sweeping the Islanders, so they won games one and two uh, on Long Island. Again, only matters when it matters. You like to have the security blanket of it, but in the grand scheme of things, not that big a deal. I do think that for the Hurricanes, it might matter a little bit if we get to June and the Hurricanes can get 19,000 people in the building. That would be nice. That would be that would matter, although it would be a muffled roar since the mask mandate's not going to be listed, lifted. Um, so again, not reading too much into this game. Uh, I, I kind of got fed up with, uh, with Twitter in the first period where people were, uh, you know, even though they pretended afterwards, uh, trying to draw grand conclusions about this sort of like what happened on Saturday night, uh, with, I wonder if the hurricane hurricanes have to get ready for playoff pace. I'm like, would you stop it? Just stop it. This team, this team balled out all freaking year. There's nothing about this team that says cannot succeed in the postseason. Nothing about it. They might not, but it will not be because they're not good enough. It'll simply be because they lost. And really quick about Nashville. I think Carolina's better, but I don't think Carolina's that much better. In other words... You're going to have to play well. I love using golf analogies. I think there are golf analogies that really apply. In match play, the best player in the world can lose to the number 100th ranked player in the world because the margin is so small. And if you don't play well, you won't win. That's the charge for Carolina. Play well. If they play well, They will win. It's that simple. Carolina's high end is better than Nashville's high end. Carolina's line of Aho, Teravainen, Svechnikov 
is better than Nashville's top line of Forsberg and whomever is playing with him. Uh, and my guess is Victor Arvidsson will be back. He hasn't played in a, you know about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, but Matt Duchesne clearly played well tonight. Ryan Johansson. These guys are, have high-end ability. But I don't know that they're any better than Vincent Trocek and his line. And Natchez and Niederreiter. Of course, that line hadn't done much in the last, oh, three weeks. Vincent Trocek now 14 games in a row without a goal. Uh, and that line was uh, was MIA tonight. But, again, not really concerned about tonight because tonight is not a game worth judging on. Um, but Carolina will match up very well against whomever they play. Uh, they will match up well against Nashville. I'm not sure anybody matches up really well against Tampa, but are we alarmed that Tampa was outscored 14-3 the last three games? First one by Dallas, the last two by Florida. I'm not saying you should be or you shouldn't be. I am just curious. Are we alarmed that Tampa got smoked in their last three games when they still had a chance to win the division? And if the answer is not alarmed, then your answer should uh, be the same for Carolina. Not alarmed. Uh, And, of course, Carolina only got smoked in the last one. Um, Here are negatives for me. And this has nothing to do with the game tonight, albeit one of them does. Um, negatives. The blue line was, we. there was a triple-A blue line. Uh, Jake Gardner, I'm just going to pause. You can insert whatever it is you like in, uh, in place of that pause. Jake Gardner. Um... Joey Keane made his debut tonight. Rookie defenseman. Played his first NHL game. He came over from the Rangers in the Julian Gauthier trade. And uh, I thought Joey Keane looked okay. I mean, he didn't offend me. He didn't wow me. But uh, he also didn't look out of place necessarily. Uh, and I don't think I'd be it'd be uh, nutty to see Joey Keane kind of, uh, you know, at least spending a little bit of time uh, practicing with the Hurricanes. Kane's going to need some uh, some reinforcements just in case, maybe some practice bodies. Of course, Kane just might end up going back to Chicago. We might not see him again until next year, but I think Joey Kane might have a future uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes, but I don't know that Joey Kane uh, screams top four defenseman to me either. Uh, so, negatives. Blue line, mostly a negative. Um, Carolina's forward group was there. That's all I'm going to say about it. Peter Morazic, not good. Not good tonight. Uh, I thought the first period goals, both of them were misplays. Now, Morazic had help on the first goal. Sebastian Ajo with a uh, poor, I don't know what he was trying to do, trying to skate through three players on the power play. Uh, The puck didn't get through. Uh, lost the puck, Jake Gardner trying to skate backwards, not trying to play uh, the guy with the... I don't know what Jake Gardner was doing, but he got uh, completely uh, schooled. And then Morazic was, for some reason, going back towards the middle of his crease, and he left the entire short side open for Grimaldi to just slide it in. Uh, and it was one nothing. the shorthanded goal early in the first period. 
Uh, and the second goal, Matt Duchesne coming off the wall, beat Yanni Hockenpah, uh, and Mrazek just kind of missed it with the stick. He was trying to poke check it, missed that, and then Duchesne had an easy put away. Uh, 2-0. I just thought Mrazek was not good tonight, was not sharp. Uh, he looked, in, in many ways, uh, more skittish in his crease or out of his crease, as the case may be, uh, than he has at any point since coming back or at any point this year, to be honest. Uh, this was the shakiest performance. Uh, I do not know if it matters. I, I honestly do not know if it matters. Uh, Pete might still start game one, and we'll talk about that with Alec uh, when he joins us in a little bit. Uh, so I didn't think Mrazek was good. Um, and I have nothing really good to say about a game that Carolina clearly was not mentally invested. They were not emotionally invested in the game. Jordan Martinook was registered for seven hits. I didn't notice him. Maybe I wasn't emotionally invested in the game. I'm, not, I'm allowing for that, by the way. I am allowing for that. It's very possible that I was not emotionally in tune with what was going on. I want to shout out to the Carolina Hurricanes for uh, in game 56 after a 5 nothing win, uh, giving Max McCormick and Joey Keane to the postgame. Let's get the thoughts of two guys who are probably not going to skate in a playoff game unless there are six injuries. Absolutely awesome. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's awesome. Max McCormick and Joey Keane. All right, now let's get to, uh, let's look ahead a little bit, shall we? And then uh, we'll talk about this more with Alec Campbell uh, in a little bit. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm not focusing on this game or why I'm not mad at what I saw, uh, what we saw was a stinker, and we're done with it because it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as momentum from the regular season to the playoffs unless the, the playoffs begin like in a day and a half, and they don't. Carolina will not skate their first playoff game, I'm almost certain, until at least Sunday. Heck, might even be Monday. Remember, the divisions not named the North are going to have to slow walk this for the North to catch up. The North is not going to start for almost a week later. So if if the uh, and the um, East and Central and West, and the West even has some... Uh, the West and East still has Boston has a couple more games uh, left to play. And uh, the West still has two more games left to play. Colorado and Vegas each have two more games left to play. So I think that uh, we're going to get some of the East played. I know Boston and Washington play Saturday. That's going to be a fun series. Uh, Char against his old team. That should be great. Um, but, I mean, my guess is Carolina starts Sunday, maybe even Monday. Uh, and probably every other day, maybe two days off to travel. I just don't think it's going to be rapid fire. I really don't. Um, so there's no such thing as momentum. So let's get a, we have, we have to stop uh, absorbing every cliche uh, and think that it really matters. A lot of these things do not matter. No momentum, no, nothing that happened today or happened Saturday matters for uh, for next week, essentially, against the Nashville Predators. So here's how I, I see the lineup going forward. Svechnikov, Aho Teravainen, 
Niederreiter, Trocek, Natchez, Fogel, Stahl, Faust. And then given health, I think Rod is going to put out Martinuk, Paquette, and McGinn. That's the way I believe he is going to start the playoffs. I think that in terms of the forward group. And I think the way Nashville demonstrated that they were going to play, which is not the cleanest in the world. The more I see Nashville play, the more I think, you know what? Brett Pesci was probably sending a message with that slew foot of Dante Fabro uh, back in a uh, game against the Predators a month and a half or so ago. Um, just, uh, Pesci, who got, uh, what, fined $5,000 for that? Maybe uh, maybe Pesci had been uh, was trying to send his own message. I don't know. Uh, but I just think Carolina's got to put a feisty team out there uh, because you have to have the ability to match what Nashville wants to do because I think it's clear that Nashville feels that they can take some liberties. Now, that can't be the case, uh, and that's where Yanni Hockenpah, uh has to kind of do something about it. And I'm not talking about fight. This I have, You know me. I am not a fighter. I am not a guy who, who thinks that fighting matters uh, or is impactful at all. But Carolina needs a physical, imposing presence on the ice for Nashville. They, Nashville can't think that they can just skate around uh, and take shots. On, uh, on Saturday night, the game that Nashville won to qualify for the playoffs, part of the reason Jacob Slavin didn't play was because uh, they looked and saw Nashville taking shots at Brady Shea's head, and they thought, hmm, uh, we had Slavin is just a little questionable. Let's yeah, just get him off the ice. We don't need it. We don't need it. By the way, did you notice that Sebastian Ajo and Tevo Teravainen basically did not skate the last, I think, 12 minutes of the game, maybe 13 minutes of the game? Nope. No shifts for you guys. Uh, Rod had Rod had seen enough of the game, and it was basically a steady diet of the Drew Shore line uh, and Lorenz and Martinuk and, I guess, Jesper Faust. Um, and I would have considered taking Faust off the ice, and I'm not even sure Faust played a ton in the third period. That was, uh, that was the Max McCormick, Drew Shore, Morgan Geeky. Uh, it was that show. And even the Trocek line didn't skate a ton, I believe, in the third period. If they did, they weren't noticeable. But then again, nobody was really noticeable for Carolina tonight, except Jake Gardner. He was noticeable. So that would be my forward group. And I think the the uh, the blue line, uh, we all know what the top four is. And then Jake Bean and Yanni Hockenpah will be the third pair. Uh, and I think Bean gets the, the sixth spot, essentially, by default. He gets it by default because, let's be honest, there's nobody on the roster that is as good as Jake Bean. And I don't think that is a feather in Jake Bean's cap. Because if Gardner proved competent, or if there was another option on the blue line, I think we'd have another option playing. Because Bean and Hockenpah is the third pair. They worry me. I've said this for a long time, which is the whole reason, the whole reason why I thought Carolina needed NHL depth on the blue line. I did not trust the third pair at all 
Think about Rod Brindamore and what he wants to do. Dean Chenouth runs the defense, right? Think about what their what their mind is going to be going through. Third period, tight game. Let's say tie game. Third period, game six of a playoff. Or any game of a playoff game of a playoff series. How much is the third pair going to get on the ice? Overtime. Two overtimes. We're going to have a double overtime game somewhere, right? How many minutes are you going to ask out of Slavin, Pesci, Hamilton, Shea? That's why I thought Carolina needed depth and a legitimate guy who could play in your top four. Because here's what we know about Rob. He will shorten his bench. If he had five legitimate top four defensemen, well, somebody's going to play on a third pair. For instance, let me go back to 2019 when Carolina had five legitimate top four defensemen. Remember, although there were injuries, right? Slavin, Hamilton, Pesci, Falk, and then, as your fifth, a guy like Calvin DeHaan, who, of course, he had a shoulder injury but was playing. Uh, Carolina had that option. Well, they don't really have that option now because their top three is excellent. Brady Shea is good after that. Mm, I'm worried. Final thing before we take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and Alec Campbell will join us. Alex Nedeljkovic, Game 1, PNC Arena, whenever Game 1 is. Alex Nedeljkovic. And while I believe Rod Brindamore will use both goaltenders, I don't think Rod is going to stray from... Uh, his plan, which I think all along was lean on one, but use two. I don't think we're going to see three. If we were going to see three, I think James Reimer would have probably gotten in the game tonight. Especially after the first period. I think we could have seen James Reimer uh, play the last two. And I think you could see Reimer as a backup in the series. But... I think you'll see Alex and Delkovich start game one based on how game one goes. I think you'll see the same guy in game two. If Ned plays well in game two, game one, and Carolina wins it, I think you'll see Alex and Delkovich in game two. I really do. Um, after that, we'll see. But I think Ned will get the first crack, and I think it will have a little to do with tonight's performance. Remember this. Remember the game against Chicago on Thursday. Carolina lost that game in overtime after leading 1-0. They were getting outplayed by Chicago, but still led 1-0 to late in the third period. The Riley Stillman deflection goal passed uh, Morazic, where Warren Fogle didn't tie up the stick. He was there, but not there. Until that point, Morazic was stealing the game. Stealing it. Had that been the last image we saw, maybe it's different for Rod. But I think a little bit of tonight will creep in. And to be honest, I think Ned's simply the better goalie. Um, And I think it also gives Carolina the slight added advantage of Ned's ability to move the puck. I think that helps. It takes a lot of pressure off your blue line. So... That's what I'd do. I'd start Ned in game one, go from there. 
Uh, but I think Ned gets first crack, and that's my uh, that's my lineup. But I don't write the lineup. Rod Brindamore writes the lineup, and of course, it's all dependent upon health. Um, but I will say that I believe that Stephen Lorenz and Morgan Geeky are useful players, and even Max McCormick to an extent as a uh, you know another option. I think they'll all be around. I think they'll all practice with the team. Uh, but ultimately, I think those guys, at least in game one, will be healthy extras if Paquette and McGinn can draw back in. Uh, they also need, I think, a more feisty, engaged Jordan Martinook. I don't really think we saw that tonight. Um, and again, I mentioned it briefly. I kind of, I don't mind Joey Keane being an extra defenseman for this team. Like, again, I don't think Joey Keane's awesome at all at this point. I mean, this is not about the future. I'm talking about as a player today. So, but gosh, I almost feel more com- comfortable with uh, with him or even Roland McEwen, which we haven't seen yet because McEwen played in Sweden and was quarantining and didn't play tonight. Uh, but Jake Gardner was just, um, yeah, wasn't good. Wasn't good. All right, quick break, then we'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. Kane's Corner Podcast. A reminder, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, uh, tell us how you listen to this podcast. And again, we're going to answer your questions uh, in just a few minutes. When uh, Alec comes on, we'll talk very little about this game. We'll look forward. We'll take questions uh, off Twitter. Um, I could tell you right now to ask us questions on Twitter, except by the time you listen to this, it will have already been recorded and posted, and I can't take your questions anymore. See how that works. Uh, All right, we'll be right back with Alec Campbell on the Canes Corner Podcast. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath. For 56 games, we have done this. 56. I think I uh, mercifully uh, cut you loose like twice or three times. So uh, I gave you nights off when... Uh, you needed to rest, much like uh, Andrei Svechnikov, Jordan Stahl, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, and Dougie Hamilton needed a rest tonight. Yeah. I don't know. How are you, man? Well, at this point in my life, I basically always need a rest. There isn't a time <laughs> when I don't need a rest. So whenever someone gives it to me, I take it. You should. Never look, never look a gift horse. In the mouth. That's the way I look at it. A gift horse? I've never seen a gift horse. What's a gift horse? I don't know what a gift horse is, but that's the phrase. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I have never seen a gift horse. And if What's I that did, mean? I don't, what it means basically don't, uh, uh, don't assume anything. Okay. Well, I've always just heard don't assume because it makes, an ass out of you and me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could if I could say it or whatever, but you can say that. Yeah, yeah. You whatever. can say that. Hold on one second. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, so let's get uh, let's get right to what we saw today. Uh, do you have anything good to say about Nashville Five, Carolina? Just watching. I mean, not really. Like the only thing I kept thinking about was like, you know. You and I did a podcast for a game that didn't happen. So 
certainly we can do a podcast for a game that did happen. Even though this game literally, the the outcome of this game meant literally nothing. I'm not entirely sure what you can take away from it. Um, just based on the fact that there were no stakes and the team that was iced. I mean, I think you can make an argument that depending on who is back healthy, that there were seven potential skaters playing that, you know, won't be playing in the playoffs, depending on, you know, if you count Lorenz in there and I don't know that he will be a regular, I, I, I guess I anticipate him playing at some point, but um, and I don't know who's going to be healthy. So, you know, I, but the, the answer to your question is no, there really isn't anything good to say about the game. I mean, I was trying to get a good look at Peter Morozik, which I thought was really the only performance that I was really interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't really look that good to me. So no. I mean, I, dude, I didn't even give anybody any three stars. I couldn't do it. What happened? Um, Isn't I it just, sponsored? Yeah, I mean, I just read off the official ones. Oh, okay. Were That's all predators. <laughs> oh, they're all predators. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sponsor uh, doesn't care who the stars are. The, there were there were a couple of good chances for Carolina, and that's it. I mean that's that's really the only good thing that I can say. They they were they they were dictated to from the get go. They lost the special teams by a lot. Gosh, it was gross. Their their power play has gotten worse. Um, and they were out physicaled. Their goaltending wasn't good. I mean, there just really wasn't one aspect that I loved. You know, Morgan Geeky got a good chance at one point. Uh, Jesper Foss had a couple of whacks on a rebound try. Uh, the third period, I thought, was their best period. Who, Carolinas? Um, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, was, I must not have been watching. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they definitely had way more of the chances and the possession stuff in the third. But, listen, I mean, they... They weren't good, but I don't know if I, I don't, who, I mean, like, who cares? Who cares? I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if I care. I don't care. Yeah. Like they should have canceled the game or they should have had the Nashville youth team play the Carolina <laughs> youth team. Like we should have, we should have had the eight year olds play this game. The junior hurricanes versus the junior predators, junior, by the way. Yes. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Uh, essentially means don't be ungrateful when you receive a gift. The gift okay. horse is bringing you gifts. Okay. Don't look at it. Don't look at his mouth. Again, I don't even understand what the phrase means, other than uh, other than that. Uh, so that's a perfect transition uh, to. I agree. No, uh, no real positives. Um, Joey Keane didn't hurt himself. Joey Keane made his NHL debut tonight. And maybe it's just in comparison, uh, but I thought he was, at worst, their third best defenseman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't feel like he was that noticeable, but 
you know, I didn't think Yanni Hockenpah was very good, and nope. I definitely didn't think uh, I definitely didn't think Jake Gardner was good. I thought Oof. he was awful. I thought he was really bad. Yeah, um, it was not good. So I was I was told to be nice to Jake because he's a nice guy. So I'm okay. Yeah, I'm 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 just I'd rather when I get to Jake Gardner, I'd rather just pause. I mean, can we just we should just knock that out altogether, like. Everyone on the Canes team is a nice guy. For them, you know, I don't know that I've, I don't know that I've met that met a bad guy. In right. The three. Well, I mean, we. I'll say three seasons. I was going in the locker room just because this year we didn't get to go. Gosh, in my it's fourth been season. so long. Haven't been in the but Hurricanes I mean, locker room in fifteen months. You know, Justin Falk was somewhat of a prickly guy, but I wouldn't call him a bad guy. I love Justin. A mean guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was actually a pretty thoughtful interview a lot of the time. Uh huh. Um, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't butterflies and rainbows, uh, which I don't care about. I don't need that. I don't need people polishing my apple like a lot of people do. Uh, we don't. We don't have to be nice. We can just be candid, and that's right. fine as long as we're respectful. Um, you know, Hall, uh, I thought got a little bit prickly at times, but again. I, I talked to him one on one many times, and he was he was fine. Yep, I agree. Um, I mean, I really can't remember anyone that I've necessarily thought was you know just a a bad person. So it's a good group. We'll get that all out. Yeah, we'll get that all the way. They're all good people. Now we can judge them solely based on who they are as hockey players. Right, Is but my, cool? the point was I don't really have anything good to say. So what I'll do is whenever we uh, bring up Jake Gardner, I'll just pause and I'll let people no, but, think whatever they want to think. I don't want to say anything. No, but the, 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 point, the point was that you said don't say anything because he's a nice guy. And I'm well, saying... Yes. I was just I yeah. was making a joke. So. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Well, I thought that, that was somebody who really said that. Oh, well, they somebody tweeted it to me, but I think that the, okay. the tweet was in jest because okay. we all saw what oh, we yeah, saw yeah. tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we all yeah, saw that, okay. and that was look. Um, if there was a viable option, and we'll and, and let's just let's just kick this forward to the group that we're going to watch starting. And again, I'm guessing Sunday. If there was a viable option to play with Jake Bean, or rather to play with Yanni Hockenpah, I think Jake Bean's spot might be in jeopardy because I don't think Jake Bean's played all that well. No, I don't think he's been. I I didn't think he was horrible tonight. No, he wasn't horrible I, tonight. But, um, yeah. but overall, in the last month and a half, two months, there just hasn't been yeah. anybody to put any pressure on him. Yeah, I mean he he also. I mean he hasn't really been impactful. That impactful to the positive. Right. I mean, the best he's been is not a mistake. You know, like at the be- like at the beginning of the season, he at least you know scored a couple of points and got a couple of goals. I think, yeah. but made some elite you know, passes, and that, and that was cool because it's like you know for a guy like him who's not necessarily known for his defense or his skating ability or anything like that. It's like okay, well, we can get over that if if you're offensive, but now it's like okay, you are you are not scoring points and on your best nights you're inoffensive and that's you know it's it's, it's like and you're like indifferent 
Yeah. You know, and it's not a, not really a great place to be, even though you're not really hurting the team either. You know, it's a lot like it's a lot like Hayden Clark. Yes, it is. See, here's the thing. If they had kept Hayden Flurry and added Yanni Hockenpah, I would have no problem with Hayden Flurry and Yanni Hockenpah as a th- as an option for a third pair. I wouldn't have any problem with that. Probably trust Flurry more defensively than I do Bean. So, that's my point. You know me, I yeah. I hate to keep harping on it. They didn't add NHL depth on the blue line. And yeah. they are one injury away from a disaster. Yeah. For a team that, you know, wants to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so, and and I mean, disaster, but also now a couple guys who are banged up. I mean, Slavin, I mean, I don't know what the extent of his injury is, but you know, I don't I don't know that it's a great sign that he left the game the other night. You know, Dougie Hamilton didn't play tonight. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's, you know, he's necessarily, you know, hurt or incapable of playing. But my assumption was tonight that, you know, the, you know, these things were done by priority because, I mean, you have to dress 18 skaters. No, you don't. You You actually don't. Nashville, rather... Do you see Vegas tonight? Vegas no. is Vegas in a game against Colorado with first place on the line, dressed fifteen. Okay, but I mean, yeah, maybe you don't have to dress all eighteen. <laughs> I'm saying you have to ice a team, I guess. Yes. So, I mean, if that's the case, then why why did Aho play? You know, why did Tara Vinen play? I think Rod wanted I mean, to dress eighteen. He wanted to dress the full complement. By the way, Aho and Tara yeah. Vinen barely played in the third period. No, I know, and they so. did what they should have done, which and I I wasn't expecting them to play big minutes tonight. That was the right thing to do. Yeah. But you know, it, I my point is like, you know, they needed to dress people. So if you know, if you were one of the super hurt guys, then they were going to say, "Okay, then you stay out instead of you." So you know, had it come down to, let's say, Aho and Dougie, and Aho was like, listen, man, I really need to set this one out, and Dougie played, you know, then that would have been cool, but it wasn't. It was Dougie that went out. So now that gives me some pause as to, you know, the full health of Dougie Hamilton. But right, well, here's here's my my read on this through conversations that I've had. And it's, in a way, it's somewhat based on what we saw Saturday. Uh, I don't believe, Slavin clearly got dinged up in the game Saturday night. But again, my understanding is he probably could have finished the game. uh, And there was no reason to push him anyway. But I think that this was sort of the plan. So um, Hamilton, Slavin, Pesci were never going to play tonight. And enough, they, 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 if there were injuries, they would have listed lower or upper. They listed undisclosed. They're yeah, no, right. There are really no injuries to those guys. Uh, right. Slavin had a lower body. Svechnikov, undisclosed. I mean, he's not hurt. Um, but yeah. Svechnikov had been sort of targeted 
by Nashville. No reason to get him. Uh, I mean, he'll continue to be targeted in the series, but there was no reason to let Svechnikov be targeted in a game that did not, did not matter. Um, and I think Rod obviously was going to limit the minutes of guys like Ahu and Teravainen, uh, especially as the game got further and further out of hand. Uh, again, I don't believe they took a shift after the six-minute mark of the third period. I think Rod was like, why? Just why? Uh, Drew Shore, man, go at it. Go have, uh, go have yeah. a good time. Uh, so I'm not concerned about the injury factor for those guys at all. I am still no. concerned that Cedric Paquette hasn't played uh, and that Brock McGinn still not back in the lineup um, because in in those guys, plus Martin, plus Fogel, plus Hockenpah, they need a physical presence in the lineup. Look, they haven't really been a fully healthy team at any point this year, but there was a time when you're not, when you don't have McGinn, and Martinuk was, I think, in the lineup at that point, but you don't have McGinn, you don't have Faust, Paquette was out. Like, man, where's all the thump? And you can see what teams are going to do when Carolina doesn't have their big hitters in there. So yeah, I mean, they, they need those guys. Yeah, that's what they've done the last couple of years. I mean, even with people. I mean, I, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that I think that like Dougie Hamilton's incapable of playing or Brett Pesci or any of those guys. Like I I think they'll they'll be fine once the game one rolls around. But my only point was just, you know, you got to dress so many people. So like you're you would, you know, if it, if it had to come down to it and you had some guys that were really injured and needed to sit out, then those guys might have had to play tonight. Uh, but they didn't have to. Right. You know, so it's like to me, there's like a priority system when it comes down to these decisions. How hurt are you? You know? Yeah, I don't think uh, they have that. I don't think they have the, the guys that played are not hurt. Like, I mean, everybody's got probably some sort of, you know, bumps and yeah. bruises at this point. But the guys who played tonight, they're fine. They're fine. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're fine. I don't know. I'm I'm not explaining myself well, I guess. Maybe it's not a good point. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you, you got to dress so many people. So everyone can't sit out. Right. So you have to decide who needs the rest the most. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good point. Yeah, so, you know... Because you know, if if there was if there was space for Aho to sit out, then you know he probably should have. Yeah, I mean the same for Teravainen. Like, yeah, I I mean, but I think they were protecting Andre. Um, and I guess they just didn't figure that Aho and Ter. I don't know. I don't know what the what the what the thought process was. Um, but. They got through the game. Nobody else got hurt. That's the best thing you could say about the game. I said that at the very beginning of the podcast. Uh, best thing, nobody yep. else got hurt. Uh, yeah, that was the win. That was that, the only win tonight. That is uh, that is the best thing. All right, so um, let's. Uh, we know the top nine of the forwards. 
So given health, I am around to your side. Cedric Paquette centers the fourth line with McGinn and Martinuk on it. Um, even though I love Steven Lorenz and heck, Morgan Geeky's played really well of late uh, in addition. Um, but I think they start the postseason with veterans, uh, a guy who won the cup last year, and mm-hmm. their most physical lineup against Nashville. I think they lose a little bit in terms of skating because uh, I don't think Paquette is nearly as good a skater as Lorenz. Uh, but I sure. think that they're going to go with a little bit of a heavier lineup. Um, so you've won me over in the Cedric Paquette versus Steven Lorenz fourth line center position. Yeah. Well, I mean, Geeky's not a great center either. I mean, not a great uh, skater. No. So, so I mean, you kind of you can't cancel those out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Um, again, I don't, I'm not saying that I think Lorenz won't find some time at some point he might, but you know, also you've got just the guy who won the cup, you know, Brock McGinn scored a series winning goal against Washington a couple of years ago. So he's got experience and this is all again, assuming that he's going to play, right. which I don't, I don't know. Can't um, assume that at this point. We haven't seen him in a month, right. more than a month. And I, I just, I think that that is that is the lineup, you know, that they envisioned yep. when they brought Paquette over, and that was sort of the the purpose of it. Again, we got four like legit NHL lines, as opposed to, you know, guys who have really spent most of their career in the AHL, and we're not entirely sure what they are in the NHL yet. Right. You know. That's not saying they they won't be something eventually, but as it is now, we we don't really know. So, I like that I like those guys uh, because I think that's a really good fourth line too. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like I think they're good. Plus, special teams wise, you know they get some guys back. I mean, Martinook, McGinn, those are pretty pretty big time penalty killers. Uh, which they need to get back to being good on special teams. I think that's the one thing that we 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 sort of overlook. Not not that the special teams were good all year, but how much it floated them when they weren't really scoring. Right. And that that's been a huge part of their success. And right now it's digressed like big time over the last couple of weeks. Power play's been terrible. Yeah, power play's been terrible. Kill's been pretty good. Oh, Kill's been great. Before tonight, I know uh, Nashville had a power play goal, uh, but before tonight, Carolina had killed off 46 of their last 50. I mean, the penalty kill had been ridiculously good. So Right. They need to get the power play back. Yep, power play does need to get better. Got to stop giving up shorthanded goals. Um, Real quick, on both of the shorthanded goals, um, I uh, I am captain of the... Sebastian Ajo Apologist Society. Um, right. But Two lazy passes. Bad passes. Two bad passes led yeah. to uh, Jake Gardner being exposed for not being good at skating. Right. Right. Yeah, that's uh, th- those were two situations where Ajo didn't put Jake in great positions, but Jake lost battles 
and he doesn't have the recovery ability to lose battles. Yeah, he got he got twisted but, around on the first one. I don't know why he tried to skate backwards that whole time. Yeah, why did he do that? That was my question. <laughs> why didn't he turn and go forwards? I don't that know. That was a bad decision. And then, then Mrazek backed away, gave up the entire I, short side. Rocco Grimaldi has never scored an easier breakaway goal. Uh, I think Jake. I think Jake might have been trying to like he might have been trying to negate a pass too, like just, trying to play both both guys at the same time. Just, just check Grimaldi. You were right there with him. Skate with him yeah. and check him off the play. Uh, right. Yeah, that Agreed. was a train wreck, and then he let uh, Tanner Janot just go right around him. That was just... Yeah, I mean, he he had no chance there. That was zero <laughs> chance. I mean, once once Tanner, once Tanner, once he won that battle, like his only chance on the second one was to keep the puck in the zone. After that, it was over. Yeah. It's just not good. It's but it was good. a bad pass by Ahu. Oh, like, they're both. Just, it was, they're both Ahu's fault, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, j- j- there there were uh, there were opportunities to erase the mistake, and Carolina didn't do that. And we uh, there's no there's no mystery on the blue line. Uh, we agree, Alex Nedeljkovic gets game one, right? I think so. I think tonight solidified it. Like yeah. if you were if you were using tonight as any kind of like tiebreaker, I don't see how you go with Peter after tonight. Yeah, I agree. I think Alex. I think Ned gets game one. Here's the thing about it. Um, I know Tripp kept talking about James Reimer, who, who had played so well in Nashville. If Reimer was really an option here, wouldn't he have played tonight? Well, I was going to ask you if you were surprised that, I, like, I was half expecting to see half a game from Morozik. I was or at too. least, or at least like after the second period. I thought I. I thought there was a, a decent chance we would see Reimer in the third. Yeah, I, I especially thought, when I the game so was four nothing. Yep, I thought so too. Uh, but it says to me that James Reimer is going to be a caddy, and that's fine. He's the third best goaltender. You shouldn't play your third best goaltender in the playoffs. And I don't really think that he's an option unless there's an injury uh, or poor play from the other two guys. Um, but I think Ned gets game one. And I, uh, even though I believe they'll use two goaltenders and not because of injury, I believe Rod will use both goalies. I think Ned will get the first crack at being the primary goaltender. So we'll see what happens in game one, and that will determine what happens in game two. If Ned plays well in game one and they win, I think they're running him back in game two, unless it's a back-to-back, and I don't think it's going to be a back-to-back to start. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, it'd be nice to know, wouldn't it? So we could all like plan our lives. Uh, yes, we do know uh, Boston, Washington, seven fifteen Saturday night. Uh, yeah, here's, I know that. Here's the thing: it looks like Tampa and Florida are going to start on Saturday as well, because um, there is a I think it's a Justin Bieber concert, or is there? There's a concert in. Well, that might be Tampa. I'm not sure. I guess Carolina could start Saturday. We don't know, but I'm guessing it'll be Sunday. Uh, I would love a Saturday noon game. <laughs> uh, I you wouldn't. know what? Make it 11 a.m. Even better. 11 a.m. I would rather 11 a.m. than noon. I have a hockey. I have, I have a youth hockey game at like 4:30 on Saturday. Yeah, 11 a.m. That'd be great. 
Let's get it kicked off early. So. Tailgate, early tailgate. All right, should we? Uh, should we, first of all, before we get to questions, and the questions are fun, and I will run through them as quickly as possible, because um, I don't want to keep you any longer than we've already done this. Um, the difference between Nashville and Carolina in the um, so this is the way I've been saying it. I think I said it to you. I said it on the pod, the beginning of the podcast. Dustin Johnson is the number one ranked player in the world, right? Uh, let me, let's go down to, um, Martin Keimer. Mm -hmm. Martin Keimer is the 87th ranked player in the world. Right. Would it shock you if Martin Keimer beat Dustin Johnson in match play? No. Okay. No. To me, that's the difference between, uh, the Hurricanes and the Predators. Yeah. Yeah. I use the term. I used your term, really, rank and file, uh, Torpro this weekend with my dad. I was talking to my dad, and he just laughed at that because rank and file Torpros are really freaking good. Awesome at golf. <laughs> yeah, they are amazing. Right? They're they play a different game than we do. A rank and file Torpro, um, and you know those guys can you know. There are lots of guys that beat Tiger Woods yep. on any given day, right? So, yeah, like I think that they are pretty close. I mean, I think this is going to be a pretty good series. I mean, I really do. I, I, I think that Carolina, if if they, if if Nashville does what they've been doing the last two games in terms of their physicality, I mean, I think that's going to be a a, a a difference maker for them, um, as it has been for other teams, I think, you know, in the last couple of playoffs. Um, but they also have guys that are pretty good. I mean, they've got pretty good players on their team. Mm-hmm. They got great goaltending. So yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't really see I don't really see a huge difference between the two teams. Like I don't think Carolina is light years better than Nashville. I think they're, I think they are better. I think they have a better scoring ability. Yeah. I think Carolina's high end is better, but I think Nashville with their, you know, thump factor and all that can kind of mitigate that a little bit. Yeah. I think Carolina's high end is better. I think Carolina's forwards are better defensively than Mm -hmm. Nashville's. Um, so, but yeah, but it, look, Carolina could lose to Nashville, not as easily as they could win, but I mean, to me, it's a 60-40 series. And I'm sure when we look at the odds going into this series, I think the odds will probably reflect it. I think Carolina will be favored, but I don't think it will be a massive, uh, a massive number. Let's get to some questions, uh, and we'll try to race through these, and I know there are some good ones here. Uh, from uh, digging to something. Uh, do you think the Preds having 12,000 fans per game will give them an edge? You answer that first. I have an answer for it. No. You're the I wrong don't. guy to... Yeah, well, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, here's, here's, here's what I will concede. Here's the thing. I think these things are overstated. That's, that's really right. my overall point on these things. You know, I, I don't believe that they suddenly make you a better team. 
I just don't. Um, do I think that they maybe inspire you to do things in a game that maybe you wouldn't otherwise? Perhaps. And so I think that has that has some merit to it. I mean, you know, maybe you have more motivation to, you know, dig a puck out of the corner, as I've said, uh, that, you know, maybe you wouldn't go after as aggressively other in a regular, you know, run of the mill mm-hmm. Tuesday night, regular season game in January. Right. Cause it, you know, what do we talk about? It's the little plays that a lot of times that, that games come down to in the playoffs. Uh, what battle do you win? Right. Are you willing to take a hit to make a play that kind of thing? So, you know, I, those types of things I think can, can matter. But, you know, I think they matter in spurts, too. That's the other thing. Like, I think the beginning of the game, people are fired up. You know, maybe you do maybe you do some stuff. But generally speaking, guys settle into the game. And then until the next big thing happens, then you can get fired up again. But in general, I, I'm, I don't think that it, it's that impactful. I think we think it is. And it, the it, the atmosphere makes us feel like it's there, but I don't know that it actually translates to them being better. And because we've seen too many times where home teams lose playoff games. So what happens then? Washington that's my, that's lost my, game seven in double overtime. That's always my yeah. question. What happens then? Right. Where's the where's the impact then? Here's um, the so, here's the answer to that question. Not in Raleigh. Uh, we'll move on. The Predators will have no advantage <laughs> with their 12,000 fans yeah. Yeah. in games played at PNC yeah. Arena. Uh, yeah. On to, to Zach. Uh, how will the Canes spend their $2.33 million of extra cap space uh, when, the, when they finally stop paying Alexander Semen does Semin even know he's still receiving a paycheck from the from the Canes? Uh, hell yeah, he knows because the check clears. That's how yeah, he right. knows. Uh, and how will they uh, they will spend that money? Uh, parties. Yeah. Boo- how about on booze cruise? How, how about on like Rod Brindamore's contract or one of the other people they need to resign? Yeah, the assistants pay uh, Bill Berniston. Uh, pay right. pay our guy Mike Sundheim. Give give him a raise. That's right. In yeah. fact, give some to him. Give some to Mike Brown. Give some to uh, David Piper. David Piper was over there. That's right. Has to put yeah. out those. Uh, That's right. Notes every day. He he does the game notes, and yeah. those can't be fun. All right. To uh, from Beth, uh, our friend from New Jersey, who has uh, two collies, I believe. Uh, shouts to Beth. Uh, what if any is the carryover to how they finish this game to how the series will kick off? By the way, uh, apparently on Facebook, Kaniacs are freaking out and already throwing in the towel. Uh, we yeah. should we could have stopped right after on Facebook. Uh, right. do, do not. No offense to people who use Facebook. Uh, you're all right. freaking nuts. So right. stop. Just yeah. stop. And, you know, you could substitute that for on Twitter right. <laughs> or on that, Instagram that is true. or that is true. on anything else where people are peddling, you know, thoughts, you know, that are 
often, you know, on Facebook especially, rooted in bad facts. <laughs> no carryover. Uh, that's uh, that's where yeah. I'm I'm ending uh, that with yeah. uh with uh with no carryover. I already answered that on Twitter. You did. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, get sucked into any of that. Why wouldn't you allow the 55 games before to supersede tonight's single game where there was nothing at stake and the Canes essentially draft dressed half their team. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, Nashville did too, but yes, I'm not drawing any conclusions from anything in this no. game. And I yeah. got into a conversation with somebody uh, during the game about momentum and it made my head hurt. Um, yeah. The first Carolina hasn't played a game of consequence in, in a week. Uh, and there's another week until they play a playoff game. There's no, there is no momentum over yeah. uh, over a six day layoff zero. So I don't even think this. there's, I don't even think there's momentum period to period. I think there is. I think in within a game, there it's it's hard. Uh, period. Once you get that break, I understand what you're saying. Um, in within a game, I think there is momentum. I think you might be right that period to period, it doesn't matter. Um, but certainly not game to game. It doesn't. I mean, matter. I th- I think within a period when you tilt the ice, then you can. You can get it going, but you know, as soon as that horn sounds, mm-hmm. and you got to go sit in the locker room for eighteen minutes and come back. I mean, it's hard to really. I mean, you got to get it back. You got to earn it back to me. Yep. You don't just step on the ice and start where you. I've seen too many times where that's, you know, you you dominate the first period or whatever it is, and it's almost a shame that it has to end. And no, no doubt, you know, come out in the second, and the other team scores right off the bat. You know. Boom. Over. All right. From Drew, who you got? New York City rat or a raccoon in a brawl? <laughs> I love this. Yes. I love that, uh, I love that Drew's getting in on who you got. Yeah, actually, I added who you got, but he, he basically, he, it, it, that's exactly what it was. It was New a who York you got. City, New York City rat or just any raccoon? Uh, or Yeah, it just says or raccoon. It doesn't say a New York City raccoon. I don't believe there are New York City raccoons. But there are definitely um, New York City rats. Some of them hold public office. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is kind of a tough one, I feel. Um, I, I don't know. Are, are raccoons, um, are they feisty? I don't know if they're feisty. Look, they, they both have similarities. They both eat garbage. Right. But I don't see rats ransacking your garbage. Like, who among us hasn't accidentally left the garbage bag outside of their back door, uh, forgetting to go uh, put it in the outdoor trash can, only to wake mm-hmm. up the next day to see that the garbage can, the garbage bag has been torn open by an obvious raccoon. Rats don't do that. Raccoons yeah. do that. Um, but right. New York City rats, we all remember the uh, the video of the rat uh, carrying a slice of pizza uh, down the stairs in the subway. Yeah, they are resilient. Yeah. And they can survive a nuclear you know, blast. So, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, yeah, absolutely. I feel I feel like I lean towards New York City rat. <laughs> like I'm not sure what kind of I'm not sure what kind of you know actual skills they have in terms of fighting, but I know they won't die. That is true. 
It's hard to die. Hard, it, it is hard to kill yeah. it. Like it's, they can, uh, they, they just nip one crucial artery with your rat teeth and it's over. I'm with you. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see how many other questions we have. Um, Jay does point out that it doesn't really matter what you've done the last part of the season. Uh, the 05, 06 Hurricanes uh, dropped four of their last five games. Yep. Uh, and yep. then, of course, they did lose the first two games of the playoffs, but I think I joked around with you uh, that they'll uh, they'll start games one and two at home against Nashville. Mrazek will lose both. Uh, then they'll go to Nashville. Ned will win both and win the rest of the series. Um. Yeah, Tripp talked about that tonight. The last couple of weeks for the Hurricanes in 05-06 leading into the playoffs weren't that good. Right. Yeah, I don't. So. I, again, once the games stop, once you had, that edge goes away, it's hard. And Rod talked about it after the game tonight. And I already shouted out the Hurricanes for giving us Max McCormick and Joey Keene. Uh, look, the team oh, mailed dude. it in. Why shouldn't the PR staff also mail it in? Right. Right. It's all right. right. I got no problem with that. I mean, I'm really, I'm right. not criticizing. I'm just pointing it out. Well, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't like, matter. It's fine. I just, I just, I didn't want to hear like answers about how they're going to regroup from two guys <laughs> who aren't going to play. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Like, but Max McCormick why, why is ready. And that's great. We need him to stay ready. Yeah. That's what's up. But like, and you know, I'm, I'm not trying to knock these dudes, but, and I understand like Joey Keene, this was his first, you know, game and whatever. But I mean, that should be the line of questioning. Yeah. Like how, what was, you know, how was it out there? Blah, blah, blah. Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Like, we don't need to be asking these guys about the implications of tonight on the playoffs. Like, Hopefully they don't have to play. Yes, hopefully they don't. All right, let's uh, let's get a couple more in before uh, you and I both go to bed, although not together. Um, from Corey, <laughs> from Corey on Twitter, what oh, other yeah, what other Marie Kondo technique do you <laughs> utilize, and will you two be putting out a joint line at the Container Store? Background background on this is that we were trying to take our minds off of the horrible game that we watched. So our friend Beth uh, mentioned that she was doing laundry, uh, and then we just started talking about how we fold socks. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do the sock I do the sock ball uh, mm-hmm. because if you do it right, you also save the end of the uh, the you know the opening the elast the elastic nature of the opening. Uh, if you get, get uh, you know, if if that becomes small, so you don't stretch right. that out. Uh, right. And I, I have also found that I can store more uh, mm-hmm. socks in a ball in my sock drawers. I have two different sock drawers. Actually, I'm sorry. I have four sock drawers. I have at yes. two athletic sock drawers and two dress sock drawers. Well, I, I just have one big sock drawer. Oh, no, I need and four. And also... I would say that I am very good at keeping my socks together. Um, your your dryer doesn't I, eat socks. I lose very few socks, but I am I am very anal about like putting things back where they go. Um, my wife, not so much. Me, 
I, I'm the guy who, when I get home from vacation, I immediately unpack. I get rid of all my dirty clothes. I fold everything that needs to be folded and put away and I put everything away. Like I very rarely go more than, you know, a day without putting things where they belong. So that helps with losing things and keep keeping track of things. Um, now to the question though, because I told you, look at you, Marie Kondo. Yes. I didn't know what that was. (laughs) Marie Kondo is like the queen of storage efficiency. Oh, I'm, I'm, my drawers are immaculate. Like whatever, like she'll show you how to maximize your storage abilities in your house, whether that's like rolling up your shirts or whatever mm-hmm. it is uh, to, to, to give them, you know, to, to fit more in a, in a spot or whatever it is. She is widely known as the queen of that. Oh, you should so, see our dish towel drawer in our kitchen. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Maximum efficiency uh, with dish towels. Yeah. So what was, what was the question? Do we have any other, any other M- Marie Kondo uh, techniques from Corey? Hmm. <laughs> I just gave it think. to you. My dish towel drawer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, I, I mean, we roll those too. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I would just say, you know, it like, don't just like, I always tell my wife this and I'm sure really, she's really feels like it's helpful to her. Um, but to me, it's, uh, you know, don't just like, there's a difference between putting things away and just getting them out of sight. So if you, if you put things away with some rhyme or reason and you're consistent, then you're going to find a lot of extra space as opposed to things that just get shoved places. And there's a big difference between putting things away and just shoving things places. A hundred percent. Correct. 100 you 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 will find so much more space if you do things with a little bit of thought um, i'm trying that's uh there's there's half of us in this house that do that wow can't believe she's throwing mare under the bus here on the podcast <laughs> she obviously doesn't listen to the podcast and that's fine uh um, she knows she knows this is a, this is a primary <laughs> sticking point for us uh my wife and i are relatively similar i'm better at uh putting clothes away but uh, we're pretty, See, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty similar. Meredith yeah. is Meredith. Meredith is like, I might use that later person. And I'm like, okay, well then put it away until you use it. Gosh. Like that's the point, you know? So that's what she does. And then I'm the guy who walks around all the time going, where's this going? Can I throw this away? What are we doing with this? And she doesn't appreciate that always. Uh, I, I, I sort of on her side. Uh, let me, uh, <laughs> let me, let's get to I know, it. I get it. I get it. I know there's, I know I'm not like this. I, there's not <laughs> one way to do it. No, no, she's, she's, she is comfortable. She is comfortable, more comfortable in that environment. In a little bit of chaos. Yeah. She's yeah. comfortable in some chaos. In a little she's bit an of artist. Chaos. Yeah. She's an artist at heart. See? She, she, she is, she is cool with making a mess. Like she also, she also like I'm a clean as I go guy when I cook. She is not. She is a make a huge mess and then clean it all up later Gosh. person. When Aileen cooks, she always a hundred percent of the time 
she will say after she's done cooking, I used as many dishes and pots and pans as I could for you. Because yes. she knows that I will do the dishes after. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sames, Samesies. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of like in between here. I'm like, uh, there are there are parts of Meredith I get and I appreciate. Uh, uh, all right, let's let's get a couple more. Uh, in the questions. end, it's in the end, it's what makes her her, and I love her for that. <laughs> Uh, from party like it's COVID nineteen ninety nine. Interesting Twitter handle. Uh, who is the biggest non division threat to the Canes? Can I say I don't care right now? Um, Vegas. Dude, I don't even... Yeah, the biggest non division threat. Yeah, Vegas, the best team. Yeah, they are. They're good. <laughs> They're good. How about Colorado? Yeah, yeah, them too. Them too. Um, look, if they win, if, if the Hurricanes win two rounds of the playoffs, that'll be freaking awesome. Um, and uh, who would I think was it Linda Cohn today who said that if you get out of the first round, I don't know if she said it will be easier. I, th- I think she was kind of intimating that, and I'm not sure that she said that eloquently because I don't think it'll be easier when you play better teams. Um, but I do think that. The first round of the playoffs, and this will go in every division but the North, which I think Toronto should just waltz through. Um, but it's going to be such a fight just to escape your division that I think the quality of hockey in the semifinals I think is going to be so ridiculously good. I think that you, you'll be freed up from not playing teams you have not faced all year. So I actually think that mm-hmm. um, once you get out of the semi, uh, the, the the division round, I think it's, uh, I think we're going to see some incredible hockey. I think Carolina can win; uh, they can win two rounds. They could also lose to uh, uh, to Nashville. All right, and yeah. um, final question from Tony: If you were called up to the NHL, would you pick an even number? or an odd number for your jersey, and why? Um, I would probably pick an odd number, and I don't really have a reason. You don't need other a reason. Than, yeah. You, what I, number uh, did also, you wear? Also, I wore, I wore 13 and 4. I wore 4 in high school. That was given to me. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of four. Right. I loved thirteen. Uh, thirteen was my club was was my club team number, uh, just because I was a big Kobe Jones fan. He was gotcha. always my favorite player, so I wore thirteen. Um, but I always I've, I envisioned myself if I were a hockey player wearing like a single digit number. I think I think I would wear like seven or nine. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like both. Nine of those feels numbers. nine feels like a good, uh, like forward number for me. Like Mike Madonna was nine. I was always a Mike Madonna fan. Philip Forsberg um, nine. Yeah, yeah, I like nine. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm with you. Um, the number I uh, have always preferred is eighteen. Um, Daryl Strawberry wore eighteen. Did I ever tell you that I hugged mm-hmm. Daryl Strawberry? 
Um, I think you have. Yeah. I, think I, had you a, I had a moment. It was, it was a really, it was a really long hug, wasn't it? Oh, uh, it was like, yeah, sort of uncomfortable. Longer. Uh, yeah, Joe was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. as cause he was there when, uh, when I hugged Daryl, um, yeah. yeah, he was, gosh, he was amazing. Anyway, um, it, it might be 18, uh, but I was also a 13 guy growing up. That was also a number of choice, yeah. uh, for me. And both of my kids wore, uh, wear, wore seven in youth sports, yeah. both Tanner and Jack yeah. both wore seven. J- Jack wears seven. Now Tanner started out with seven. Who knows? Yeah, I like seven. Seven's a good I like number. seven. It is a good number. Um, I like 19 as well. Um, uh, and Jonathan Taves has always been one of my favorite there players. He wears 19. Um, trying to remember. All right, this is too you much. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's too much. <laughs> this is too stop. much. There's no I, I was a big Lindros fan as a kid, too. He wore 88. Yeah. Um, what did Roddy wear? Roddy? 17. Um, 17. Yeah. Would, Why, how do I not know that? Would Tom Brady approve of a forward? No, oh, it's a great number. Keith Hernandez. Uh, would Tom Brady approve of a forward wearing a single-digit number? Only if that were the norm for his whole career. I think Tom Brady would file a complaint with the league. Yeah, he doesn't like that. He doesn't, he doesn't like, like that. it. He doesn't like it. All right, go to bed. Um, we uh, we we goofed around sufficiently enough. That was fun. We need more. We need more questions like that. We'll I do. Like ma- maybe we'll do that again. Uh, you know, when uh, when the Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. All right, sir. Take All right. Uh, take the rest of the week off. Perfect. Talk to you later. All right, man. Fun was had. Fun was had, not during the game, after the game. All right, the Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. They are on Hamlin Road in Durham and online at aluminumcompany.com. If it's for the exterior of your home, man, uh, siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, no better place. Best customer service in the industry. So we don't know the schedule yet. We can speculate all day long, but we simply don't know. Playoffs could start for Carolina on Saturday, could start on Sunday. Heck, could start on Monday. Have no idea. Uh, What we do know is that there won't be any games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So a little rest and relaxation, gear up, uh, and hopefully we'll have a long playoff run. Uh, thanks for hanging out on the Canes Corner Podcast. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. Uh, tweet us a picture. Tweet me a picture at a gold fan of how you listen to the podcast. We went way too long tonight. Uh, the editing process is going to be uh, arduous. Uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.